Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Well, I think one of the things you always tell everybody who's never been here, and particularly the young players, you don't know which play is going to make the difference, which one. You say that every game, but when you get in there with a, a heavyweight like Sam Fran, man, but it is the difference. Um, and sometimes you can only say so much, you got to live it, unfortunately. And you got to get your heart ripped out, which we did. And- Dan Campbell, head coach of the Detroit Lions, even though they lost a heartbreaker. Frustrated as we are here in Baltimore with the Ravens loss to Kansas City, probably feeling that pain 10 times over in Detroit as they were up by 17 points and a learning experience. And it is a young team, so you expect that they'll bounce back. Not exactly in a powerhouse division, even though the Pack are a team on the rise as they yeah. made the playoffs and won a game. But big news coming out of Detroit within the last hour or so, last half hour is that Ben Johnson, who is expected to be the leading candidate for the head coach in both Washington and Seattle, yeah. is staying. According to Tom Pelissero, ESP, or excuse me, NFL Network, that Johnson, 37 years old, wants to make another Super Bowl run with Detroit before he leaves for a head coaching opportunity. But eh, it's got to be more to that. Yeah. Then just wanting to keep the band together. Well, I mean, right? Bob, he he was one report saw we saw where he was asking for 18 mil a year. I thought that was kind of a joke. I mean, you can ask. Right. They can say no. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, I I don't know what I don't maybe he doesn't interview well cuz that was a shock cuz supposedly he had the Washington job all locked up, apparently not. And uh Mike McDonald and Anthony Weaver are both finalists for the Washington job, so I don't know, you know, who else will be in that one. Don't count out Bobby Slowick, Bob. Adam Peters, Niner guy. Slowick, Niner guy. I could see that too, but I could see McDonald getting Seattle, and, and he's interviewing got, there today, right? Yeah, and, and Bob Anthony Weaver's interviewed yesterday with Washington. Greg Lewis is interviewing for a coordinator job at what was it, Tennessee? Uh, Denard Wilson's interviewed for 3D coordinator jobs. You know, and if Mike McDonald gets a head coaching job, who's going with him? Uh, Hortiz left for the Chargers. So, I mean, there's a lot of pieces heading out, possibly. When you have success, people come looking for the team that's doing good things and say what you will about the Ravens and their uh, 
shortcomings in the postseason as of late. I mean, they are contenders pretty much every single year. They draft well. And, uh, you know, people like to duplicate whatever level of success the Ravens have. Yeah, and and when when you have a good organization and, and good coaches and good people, I mean, like you said, Bob, I mean, they got, what, five or six, seven guys interviewing for coordinator jobs and stuff and head coaching jobs? It's pretty impressive. No, no other team has as many as the Ravens do. And speaking of coordinators offensively in Pittsburgh, Arthur Smith, who was uh, recently the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, he is named as the new OC there with the Steelers. Yeah, and Arthur, I thought he did a hell of a job at Tennessee. You know, I don't know all the issues in Atlanta, but they spent a lot of first-round picks on anything but a quarterback, and um, they didn't get it done. They didn't get it done. And, you know, he, he tried with Ritter. Ritter, that didn't work, and... Oh, Mariota last year. Yeah, so um, he'll be I, – I, I think Pittsburgh, you better be ready to stop the run. Better have your helmet strapped up. What do you think of Kenny Pickett entering his third year? We'll see. I mean, Bob, I, I don't – am I totally confident in him? No. Could I say he's the guy? No. And I think even Tomlin said they're going to have competition. Said he'll be the starter, but he's going to have to, you know, keep the job. Yeah. Will the competition be from – Mason Rudolph, then you're wondering, well, this guy's been there for how many years and never really got an opportunity. Yeah, he's a he's a free agent too. I don't I don't know. They may want to look to the draft, possibly. It's video at Haiti 1057 the fan. Let's get out to the phone. So there's your news. Ben Johnson staying in Detroit. Mike McDonald, as we just said, Benny probably good as gone. Ravens defense coordinator. You would think he'd either get Seattle or Washington, one of the two. Does Vrabel get back into play here, Mike Vrabel? Yeah, I don't If he's interested. Haven't heard, really heard his name other than the Chargers yeah. job. He interviewed in Seattle. He did that. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, Bob, just from afar, and I don't know Vrabel, but I like Vrabel. I, 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 that would be a guy I'd want to definitely interview. Let's get out to the phones. Let's go to Ellicott City. It's Kevin. Kevin, thanks for holding. You're on the fan with Vinny and Haney. Good, Vinny Bob. How you doing? Hey, Good. Kevin. I uh, think y'all have a great segment going on, and uh, I guess my contribution would be, you know, look, Lamar has um, improved every season. He's worked on the things that have kind of ailed him a little bit here and there. And, uh, you know, unlike the irrelevant New York Yets, who have yet to do anything good in the NFL. Um, they're so bad, people stop, their fans stop complaining about them. But uh, when it comes to the blitz, I think that's one of the things that Lamar is going to work on the most this offseason. I and, think uh, that, that and the deep ball. Yeah. The two things, right? Yep. I mean, those are really the only things that, you know, he just improvement, right? Yep. Improvement. But other than that, I'm kind of out of thoughts when it comes to the Ravens. Uh, I uh, I like them. I just almost need a vacation from it. But love the segment. Just wanted to share a little bit with you. All right, Thank Kevin. you. Thank you for the call there. And, you know, a lot of people uh, shared their thoughts yesterday. Frustrated, sure. But now you move on to the next phase. It's a, yep. it's a heartless thing. 
48 hours ago, we're talking about the Ravens possibly headed to Las Vegas, Super Bowl 58. Now it's like, all right, how many people are going to be gone and what's your cap space going to be like and uh, what are you going to be doing in the draft to improve your team? Let's go to Littlestown and bring in Ethan. Ethan, thanks for holding your own the family of Vinny and Haney. How you guys doing? All right. Uh, Steelers fan calling, and not what I really initially wanted to talk about, but with the news of Arthur Smith, uh, I think it's just another uh, move that keeps the Steelers relatively in purgatory, doesn't really move the needle other than the run game potentially being pretty decent, but that doesn't move the needle in terms of... What do you think uh, George Pickens is saying right now? (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, mean, look look at when Arthur was in Tennessee. Right. You know, I mean, look at the receivers. They had A.J. Brown. Correct. They had Henry. And, Bob, they were the number one seed, what, once? Once? Uh, yeah, when they lost to Cincinnati, when yeah. Tannehill threw all them picks. But they, they lived off the play-action pass. No doubt. Correct. It no doesn't inspire much confidence so in I would say that Pickens, I would say that Pickens will have more mm-hmm. average per catch because he'll catch some a lot of deep balls, I think. Right. Yeah, I'm just um, taken back by they wanted to interview McVeigh coaching tree guys and they come away with Arthur Smith and Kenny Pickett versus uh, Mason Rudolph doesn't really aspire much uh, confidence in you. But uh, the real question I was going to ask you guys is uh, Baltimore was spoiled this year with two number one seeds in our in our uh, respective conferences. Which one hurt more between the Ravens and the Orioles? Well, I'll go, thank you, Ethan, with the Ravens. Because the Orioles, I thought 88 going into the season. And a wild card, which I would have been perfectly content with. But they blew everybody out of the water with the expectations. But then expectations change over the course of the season. Unlike the Ravens, however, the Orioles have pretty much everybody intact from last year with their young guys expected to get even better. And the Orioles are going to be contenders for the next few seasons. The Ravens will be contenders, as I've stressed. This is just my opinion. I can't speak for Vinny because they have a stud middle linebacker. They have a stud safety, and they have a franchise quarterback. That alone puts you in conversations for success. But to be 60 minutes, I mean, the Orioles were done in the first round. The Ravens were at home favored all the most. They, they exercised the divisional round demon yep. against Houston. And they were playing great. And, Bob, and they you know, beat up on all the good teams they played this year for the, the most the part. The team in football that reminds me of the Orioles, Bob, would be Houston Texans. You know, you got the rookie of the year. You got a bunch of good young receivers, young guys. That's kind of the way I yeah, – young you, coach, if coach Houston of the year. would have been 12-5. and five. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Ra- Orioles won the toughest division in baseball. That being said, I'll go with the Ravens because that one stung for a while and still will. We have time for another call. Let's go to West Baltimore. Bring in Samaj. Samaj, thanks for holding your own the fan with Vinny and Haney. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. No Mac, be more Bob, and the coach. I was hoping you guys are having a good one. Yeah, get um, in there. That's what's up. Uh, yesterday, when I called in, I basically called in event on a general basis. Today, I want to kind of get specific and, and I excuse myself or rather you guys excuse me if I toggle on or actually repeat a couple of topics that have already been uh, made. Cause, and at this point, you know, it's pretty 
pretty clear cut as to where we all fell off. Um, but I'll just say this, guys. My fandom, you know, it, it goes with expectations like everybody else. But me specifically, my, my expectations are based on trust. And um, my trust has been damaged uh, repeatedly by Harbaugh. Um, and I was trying to gain trust in Munkin. Um, not there now. And um, Lamar, I know, is still a work in progress. But as he's getting older, you know, that trust factor becomes to stay at a lower point. And so I, I speak about these three guys because, in my opinion, the three of them and their marriage between the three of them is what cost us that game. First with Harbaugh, uh, I love the guy. Um, but And, Vinny, you would probably know this more than anyone. Um, is it a thing with his – his his uh, his coaching methodology, his uh, methodology as a as a um, CEO, so to speak, where he brings his coordinators in and he just lets them do their job. You know, you know, carte blanche. You know, regardless of what the circumstances are, he he agrees when he hires these guys, and maybe that's why the guys take the job. That hey, the play calling will be mine and mine only. Um, is, is that is that something that's a reality? I think Harms is involved in everything. Be totally honest, and I don't know for a fact, but I think he's involved in everything. I don't think it's like hey, you know, go do what you want, and then uh, Mike, you do what you want. No, I think Harms is involved. All right. So that said, that really kind of beats my trust up with him because just like in nineteen, we saw Greg Roman come up with a scheme. Um, that did not reflect who we were all season. Same thing, watch the movie all over again with Munkin. We watched this movie a few different times between the OCs and the quarterbacks. We watched it with Cam Cameron and being to a lawyer with Joe Flacco. Took almost, almost took Joe, Joe Flacco out of being a Super Bowl quarterback. Now he's doing, did the same thing with Roman. Probably wasted two years, maybe three years of Lamar's development sticking with Roman too long. So I got a hit start with Hobbs. Um, if, if a head coach can't see what's going on and can't go down to his coordinators or call up to the booth to his coordinators and say, fix this, correct that, change this, that's a problem. And the, the, be it that things are repeated, it seems to be consistent, consistently a thing. So now to Munkin. All right, my brother-in-law has been hard on that dude all year, and I kind of didn't really – Really, really get back and forth with my, with my brother-in-law because I kind of said, "Well, give the guy a shot." I know what he did at Georgia. I think he knows what he's doing. I think Lamar is the perfect quarterback for him. But then we get into, and it's like night and day from last week to this, this past Sunday. You know, as far as everything, um, as far as offensively, and I speak to specifically the second half adjustment. The guy just called a second ago talking about Lamar's need to develop. Um, his game against uh, the blitzes, and, and rightly so. I don't know if Lamar's not seeing him yet because of the new offense, and he's got to you know manage the new offense versus what he's seeing. I don't know how much he has. We know he has the keys, but does he have the chemistry with Munkin to check off at the right time, not just check off, but check off at the right time and in the right play? I just don't know. But I know – that Munkin did not help Lamar. Last week against Houston, we saw the second-half adjustments. They came out second-half, two-step two drops, three-step drops, get the ball out, the, the offense took off. None of that was done this past Sunday. So that's where well, Munkin the only thing I Lamar. Would say, the only thing I would say is, you know, the, the Ravens' last four series, you know, they went seven plays, 41 yards. They got to the Kansas City 49 and had the punt. 
So they were moving the ball there. The other one uh, was the Zay Flowers fumble, which they went five plays, 78 yards. Then the next series, they went 12 plays, 74 yards with the pick. You know, so they were, you know, making some progress offensively. They just kept effing it up. You know, one guy would eff it up, and it, that cost him. Flowers effed it up. Lamar, you know, here or there. Instead of when against Houston, Bob, the second half, bam, they were all rocking and rolling. And here, they had a couple F-ups. Speedy Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back, reset the program for you. We have John Cooper from rlads.com joining us around 1.30. Talk about the Shrine and the Senior Bowl as they got the college prospects ready to rock and roll, if you will. We're watching the Senior Bowl practices as we... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. One day trade. Three cents a share. That's three dollars. You cheap. And one plays scratch offs. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. If they still work here, you can bet they're in the bend. Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. John Cooper, rlads.com will preview the East-West Shrine Bowl which is, what, Thursday. And then the Senior Bowl, which is coming up on Saturday. Some of the top prospects. You got two Terps in each game. So we'll talk about the Maryland draftable players. I mean, you got the undrafted free agent types that could make some noise here, too. Keaton Mitchell comes to yeah. mind from Eastern, uh, what's that, East Carolina. Came in here and was, you know, next to Lamar, the most dynamic player on the offense. And so that uh, very, very... Tough injury on that uh, primetime game, which I think in the end 
you know, if Keaton Mitchell's still healthy, we can get into ifs and buts, Vinny, before we get to the phones. You know, who knows? Todd Munkin might have a an alternate plan for the run game. Bob, as I, to what I, I hate to say, say this, but I think for the time when he left, Keaton Mitchell was a bigger loss than Mark Andrews. Well, because Andrews was replaced, yes, per se, by Isaiah Likely, who was having a monster season. Ravens never really replaced the Wait. explosiveness that yeah. Keaton Mitchell brought. They don't have anybody that, you know, he runs 4-3, they run 4-5. Which is fast, but that's next level yes. speed. That, that's, that's outrunning angles. That's, that's like a lot of guys going, oh, crap. Well, he's right there. Now he's not. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to Baltimore. It's Lee Lee. You're on the fan. What's happening? Hey, Vinny could have, would have, should have. They had a full, healthy team. They should have won, bottom yep. line. Yep. But, uh, hey, uh, Willie Willie Haggard, the running back coach, right? He he he's wearing a headset. Willie Taggart. And I know he's been with he, Haggard. Yeah, he's been with the Harbaugh family for about 20-something years. He ain't go to John and say, hey, we only ran the ball six times, man. What's, what, what are we doing? He can't say that. Does anybody have a voice? And put Mike McDonald, assistant head coach. And we don't need no run game coordinator or no pass game coordinator. Let let John Harbaugh know somebody's sitting right behind him waiting. You know, we don't, don't let him go. Keep Mike McDonald, assistant head coach. And I uh, talk to y'all later. All right, Lee. I don't think uh, that's going to be an option. Doesn't no. look like it right now. Mike uh, McDonald's going somewhere. It seems. Yep. Either Seattle or Washington. He's in Seattle today, so I, it would not shock me if he was named by the weekend in Seattle. Wouldn't shock me. And I'm guessing that. I don't really know Mike, but the way he comes across, I met him on Thursday for the first time. Um, dynamic interviewer? I don't know. I don't know. What are you saying? He's not a dynamic personality? Well, just like listen to his interviews, he's kind of dull, but I'm guessing he's not like that when he's in the room and stuff. Man, if you missed this news that uh, started coming out yesterday, Joe Ortiz is leaving to become the new GM of the uh, L.A. Chargers. And Joe's Joe's an awesome guy. I, I, I like Joe a lot. I got to know him, and I like him a lot. I think he does a hell of a job. He's been with the Ravens like 23 years, 1998. Bob. Yeah, so he's been there, done that, learned a lot. Um, so I think it's going to be a perfect perfect fit there. And, you know, who's, gonna, who's Eric going to bump up there to do that? Because that's a big job. He's in charge of player personnel, so he's in charge of the draft, and he's out on the road all the time. The, the only problem, like, for Joe is now when he goes to San Diego or the Chargers, is he going to be able to go on a road? Because that's his expertise. That's what he's really good at. That's what made a name. So continue to do that, Joe, and I think he will be because he'll hire a cap guy, and Jim Harbaugh will dictate everything else, what they want personnel-wise, and, and Joe will be the – Okay, you know, I, I'll get it. I'll get that for you. All right, we have time for one more call. Let's go to White Marsh. It's Cliff. Cliff, you're on the fan. Yes, thanks for taking the call. Uh, look, I hear all the calls and think, things like that and get rid of this. This guy's bad. But, you know, Vinny, all these games, they take on a uh, personality of their own. Every, every game's different. And, yeah, we should have run the ball more. I, I get it. But, you know, things happen during the game. You, you know, you're looking at the halftime. You know they're getting the ball. I think the Chiefs are getting the ball first, open the second half. I think the Ravens 
panicked a little bit, and I think they saw the first couple drives, that long clock uh, eating drives, and I just think they, they, they panicked a little bit. Well, and how shocked happened, were you Harbs went for it fourth and one on the second drive? You know what? That told it to me right there. Yeah, Bob's, Bob they, said the same thing. And so when I'm watching, I'm going, whoa. They're in, they were in panic mode a little bit, and Lamar never felt comfortable in that game. Never did. And, and it comes down to being decisive. And in his case, being decisive is, should I run the ball or should I stay in this pocket? And that is the whole thing with Lamar. He's a terrific player, but he has to be able to pull the ball. Hey, four or five yards is better than a batted down pass or a sack. The Ravens just never use, utilized in the running game. It, they did it a couple times. I think he peeled off a 20-some yard run doing that but they just didn't do it enough and Lamar has to be decisiveness leads to confidence and Lamar never looked confident in that game but I still say this before parting you guys if if Flowers scores the touchdown the Ravens win the game I agree yeah we were talking about it yesterday changes the whole tenor of it it's now 17-14 it's very early in the quarter and the fans are back into it. The defense had already kind of grooved into where it was. Oh, there was yes. 13.52 left in the third when that happened. And then it was a deflating turn of events. Ravens had other opportunities they couldn't take advantage of, but that was a brutal turn of events there. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back. John Cooper, OurLads.com. We'll talk about the draft po- uh, prospects at the Senior Bowl and the East-West Shrine Game, which includes four... T- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Taking sports to a whole new level. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. Cracking it up to 12. Only one more segment to go. Get a song requested to the Plaza for a text line. And we'll play it for you. Senior Bowl coming up this weekend. You got the Shrine Game coming up as well. And here to talk about some of the top prospects in both games. Got four Terps, two in each. Part of the equation as we're uh, getting you ready now. Raven season is over. You start looking ahead as quickly as you can to the draft of 24 from OurLads.com. Bob Hitty, Vinny Serrato. Let's welcome in on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. We haven't talked to him in a while. He is John Cooper. John, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us here on The Fan. 
Hey, you bet. Thanks for having me. All right. Let's start with the Turtles here and tell our listeners about the four Terps that are going to try to impress NFL scouts in regards to getting themselves drafted as we have seen some Maryland players do some impressing of the NFL people the last couple of years here. Well, you know, uh, you've got, you know, four guys. Bo Braid is a safety that, uh, you know, we kind of like. You know, we think he's a, you know, a solid uh, maybe fourth round even pick. Um, He's a tough kid. Um, He does a lot of things well. He's a box safety. He's got enough skill to play the deep quarters, cover two, can play overhang. He's aggressive against the run and a solid zone defender. Uh, not a man guy, but I think he's a solid safety. He's got some positional versatility, and we think he, you know, that's probably the guy we like the best of the Terps, you know, right now um, that are in these uh, that are in these bowl games. Uh, you know, you got a quarterback uh, that uh, you know comes in at about five ten. Um, in fact, I just saw I think it was five, just under, just over five ten. He was measured at uh, at the East West. And, uh, you know, he's a veteran quarterback. He's got a lot of, uh, you know, moxie in terms of what he does. He's got enough mobility that he can avoid the rush. He's good. He's an accurate quarterback. You know, he's adequate velocity. I don't know if that's a good word or not, but uh, uh, he can avoid rushers, keeps his eyes moving. Uh, he can find alternate receivers. Uh, you know, not the best arm strength, uh, above average athlete, not elite. And he's not going to be the greatest creator in terms of uh, – you know, Lamar Jackson type or anything like that. But, uh, you know, he's a veteran quarterback, and I think he's got a you know, really good chance to be a, a solid, uh, you know, backup in the league. I think he's going to get drafted, you know, probably third day. But, um, you know, we think he's a, you know, he's a guy that can play, that can make a roster and be in this league. Hey, John, talk to me about, you know, Caleb Williams. And, and the, the reason I – well, he's a DMV kid. So – um more so than on the field. So I guess what happened to him the last six games is his dad going to be a pain in the ass and um, not wanting to go to team, you know, does he love the game? Well, you know, that's a question. You know, that's something the teams are going to have to answer. Yep. And, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's more about off the field stuff than on the field stuff, other than what happened the last six games. Well, you know, I, for me, and I was watching with anticipation the Notre Dame game, and uh, yep. I, was, I was disappointed in uh, his ability to process against some uh, good coverage disguise, some things that maybe the coaching staff wasn't prepared for that Notre Dame did that we hadn't seen from Notre Dame. You know, they had some different levels in coverage in their split coverages. You know, they did some things where dropping the strong safety, taking away the you know the hook area, and comp- dropping the nickel out to the you know wide flat, taking away some of his reads. And he had he had some trouble with the, what we thought the read progressions. It's not a you know a complicated offense, and you know he's normally a very good creator uh, in terms of you know doing some Mahomes like things, but uh, he didn't do it in that game. He had a lot of problems, and it seemed to follow him the rest of the season, as uh, maybe some of the other teams picked up on. You know, hey, these are some things we can do. You know, that didn't. That he still performed well. He still did a lot of good things but not to the level that, uh, you know, we had seen, you know, prior to that. And so, you know, we've got some definite questions, and I think NFL teams have some definite questions too. Now, what about, uh, you know, because Daniels and May, I mean, they're like supposedly the top three quarterbacks, and they may go off the board rather quickly. We like Jaden Daniels, and we have since the beginning, just about the beginning of the year, maybe since about the second or third game when we started watching 
you know, you know, Dan called me on the phone and said, Hey, look, Coop, this, this kid is really something. Another guy we know that, you know, is doing uh, some scouting, uh, you know, mentioned him to us. We started studying him and, uh, you know, he's, he's not perfect. They all have holes and you don't know what you got for sure until you get them in your building. But uh, his deep ball placement is excellent. Quick release. He can run uh, in a little slight frame, but he's got good height um, and he processes well. He finds alternates and, uh, you know, he's he, he graded out extremely well in all areas. You know, velocity might be a question, but, you know, we certainly see the accuracy, you know, on uh, all the throws. And so uh, that's our number one guy right now. Now, what? Um, oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to mention Drake May, uh-huh. you know, real quick. We like him. Leadership, athletic, uh, strong arm, makes all the throws. We see a couple of mechanical issues in terms of consistently rotating uh, footwork and uh, you know, a little bit of a drop in the release sometimes. Uh, just little nitpicky little things that I think quarterback coaches are going to have to take a look at. Oh, is this easily correctable? How soon can we get this kid ready? Is there some things we need to do to work with? What's but the depth of the draft? What's the depth of the draft? Well, I think it's pretty good at some positions. It's like anything else. Uh, you know, we don't think there's a, a, a great – there's good offensive tackles early, and then it drops off a little bit. The quarterback, uh, you know, we, we think there's a solid group of quarterbacks. Uh, we're not sure of the depth yet. We're kind of studying that. Uh, corners, there's a good group of corners. Uh, safeties is not real strong. Interior – Lineman, uh, you know, it just depends on the on the position. Defensive tackle has some good players, but not a lot of depth. Edge rusher might be a little better. What do we need to look at uh, at the senior bowl? Because we sit here and we watch the practices, you know, as we're on the air, and then we'll get a chance to see the game on Saturday. Who do we want to look at? Well, you know, I think um, you know the senior bowl has, you know, the, the, should have the most talent. No, there's also some kids in the the East West that you know we felt were should have been in the uh, in the Senior Bowl in terms of taking a look at. But uh, you know there's some guys that uh, you know you've got uh, at running back uh, this uh, Schrader from Missouri is a tryhard guy that we really want to see what he does. Uh, you know you got your wide receivers uh, Pearsall from Florida uh, is Leggett from South Carolina. These are some of the the top guys, uh, you know, there, Walker from North Carolina, you know, they're, you know, guys that, and oh, of course, uh, Johnny and Roman Wilson, Florida State, Michigan, those two guys are, are solid players, you know, at, at tight end, um, Barner from Michigan, Bell from Florida State, Johnson from Penn State, this is a good group, we think this isn't a, you know, a great group of tight ends, but there's a little bit of depth there, mm-hmm. um, you know, and some of these guys in the mid-rounds. Um, you know, the tackle of Fuagua from Oregon State, you know, we think he's a borderline first-round pick. You know, we really like him. Um, Cooper Beebe, big guard from Kansas State, uh, is a guy that we think uh, could go very high. Troy Fontenot from Washington, a versatile offensive tackle that uh, probably is going to be a guard. And, you know, we want to take a look at him. Uh, big tackle from uh, BYU, uh, Suma Taff is a guy that uh, is worth looking at. Uh, you've got some really good edge rushers. A sleeper is Neyland from Western Michigan. Take a look at him. Yep. You know, we love Latou from UCLA, right. um, edge rusher. We, we think he's really a good player. Dorless from Oregon, Braswell. 
it's a good group, you know, uh, you know, of those guys. Uh, you know, as far as the defensive tackles are concerned, uh, uh, Tyler Davis from Clemson uh, is, is an interesting player. <clears throat> Byron Murphy, we think he's a borderline uh, first-round pick from uh, Texas. Darius Robinson from Missouri, edge rusher, moves inside. And Tavondre Sweat from Texas. Uh, you know, your linebackers, uh, you know, there's uh, an interesting group. It's not maybe a strong position this year, but Peyton Wilson is the, the number one guy I'm interested in seeing how he does uh, from North Carolina State. Came off some injuries, uh, didn't have a great year last year, and really came on this year. Um, so, you know, you know, moving down, quarterbacks, uh, Drain from Missouri, Abrams Drain, uh, Kalen King. Uh, is the guy we want to see. We're, you know, just a little concerned. We want to see what he can do uh, in terms of uh, how he he didn't play as well as we thought he would during the season. Kid that's going to step up a little bit in class. And Quinion Mitchell from Toledo want to see how he does. That's a guy we're going to be spending a lot of time watching. John. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. Sorry, John. I know uh, you're a busy man and we're pressed for time as well. John <laughs> Cooper, ourlads.com. Go to the website. Look at all these prospects ahead of the 2024 draft. Shrine Bowl, Senior Bowl coming up this week. John, we appreciate the time and we'll be talking to you a lot more over the next coming months here. All right. Great. Thanks for having Thanks. me. There's John Cooper, everybody. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fed. He likes Caleb Williams, but. He's it's, not the it, surefire Luck kind of guy anymore, is he? No, because like a year ago, Bob, it seemed like he was Andrew Luck coming into it. And now there's a lot of uh, if and if ands and buts. Well, maybe it was that trip to Fansville that did him in. We'll come maybe back. that penthouse that he's got. <laughs> we'll take a trip through the fun house, Nolan McGraw, and that inside access takes over at 2 o'clock. It's Vinny and Haiti. It's Turn It Up Tuesday here on The Fan. As Hyder would say, the Bobster and the Vin Man. I like our guys. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Turning up Tuesday. We're back tomorrow for Woman Crush Wednesday. We'll get to that Ravens defensive film breakdown as they did what they had to do. Help Kansas City to uh, 17 points. None in the second half, but, you know, we'll see what we can uh, dissect best we can and what Kansas City may have been doing there to make life miserable for the Ravens in the first half as they had a couple of uh, significant touchdown drives. Also, we'll start throwing out the grades, postseason grades yeah. here. Take yeah. a look and see what we think no. of, you know, the, the players. I mean, Mike Preston does it every week. We're doing it as be a season end of the season. And you look, Zeitler just got named to the Pro Bowl, so that's what now eight Pro Bowlers for the Ravens because uh, Joe Tooney's, uh, Tooney's, excuse me, is not playing. He's done. So now it's all about Kevin Zeitler. So a lot of Pro Bowlers. So we think we're going to be giving out a lot of passing grades, but you haven't. Yeah, you never know. There were a couple of disappointing players this year, but we don't want to name names yet. We'll get into that. In uh, due time and some other surprises coming your way as well. We're creeping closer to pitchers and catchers, so the baseball talk will start to ramp up. Maryland doesn't play again until Saturday at Michigan State. We'll talk about that later in the week with Keith Cavanaugh. But let's bring Nolan in. Nolan, what's happening? Doing good. Loss from Sunday. Still uh, just as puzzling as it was in the moment, as it was yesterday. Still is here over 48 hours later. 
makes no sense. And uh, it's just going to be talked about nonstop for the next six or seven months. And I'll guarantee you out at the castle, they're doing the same thing. They probably watched the film and said, Jesus, you know. And I would have hated to be Harv's with the conversation with Bashadi. Explaining what happened? Yep. Why didn't you run? Uh, you know he's going to ask, why didn't you run the ball? Why'd you only run the ball six times? That would be the first thing out of his mouth I would get. Well, you especially know? when you had the same conversation four years ago. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Shaq Diesel was asking that question <laughs> as he was performing prior to the game. But we'll be back tomorrow to dissect even more than your phone calls, obviously, will be welcome. But right now, Nolan, let's get to your fun house. Quick draws, fun house. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. I like that quick draw. 1057 The Fan. Bruce in Reisterstown is reflecting on the loss, says maybe Lamar Jackson is just one of those quarterbacks like Fran Tarkenton, Dan Marino. Very good, just doesn't get to a Super Bowl. Maybe gets there, just never wins one. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Peyton Manning started out the same way that uh, um, uh, Lamar is right now. And, you know, he had Brady, and you could probably – Mahomes may pass up Brady by the time it's all said and done as the greatest. So, you know, I mean, there's there's a guy sitting in front of him that uh, is legit. That's Josh Allen. Took John Elway <laughs> forever to win a Super Bowl. He lost three, all of the blowout variety. Yeah. And then he redeemed himself at the end of his career. This texter says Sunday's game shows why John Harbaugh will never be considered one of the all-time great coaches if Bill Belichick is the coach in that situation. Todd Munkin trots that game plan into his office. It'd be an instant veto right away. Have to be a 50-50 split at least when it comes to the run and the pass. Uh, I mean, when you've led the league in rushing attempts to only have six, you got you got to ask why, you know, what happened. I mean, for 17 games, we did the one thing and we were pretty good at it. Hey, Norm, I asked Bob, who lost more in that? Who would have gained more in that game? I guess who would have lost more? Um, Harbs losing or Lamar losing or Lamar winning and Harbs winning? Because Harbs, then all of a sudden, he's Hall of Fame coach. Just by making another Super Bowl? Eh, Probably. I mean, it's a conversation. Yeah. More to gain for Lamar, for sure, after his obsessiveness over it over the past five, six years. More to lose? Well, he's locked in. Lamar on the contract. Right. But yep. Harbaugh's already won a Super Bowl. He's won one. Yeah. And he's been to, what, four championship games. He's won in three. I mean, Lamar, the narrative is, not just locally, but nationally, can't win the big one. Harbs has won the big one, even though a while ago. To that point, Kevin in Randallstown here says, as long as the Ravens have number eight and he stays healthy, it's a playoff team. Agree. He just yep. needs to perform Perform better in the moments that matter. That interception he threw was a bad decision, plain and simple, inexcusable. Yeah, it was late. It was late. You can't throw late across the middle. You cannot throw late across the middle. If he would have thrown when his when he was going to throw it to Bateman, if he would have thrown it to Likely right there, probably he's a touchdown. This one here from Chris says, a uh, bit of a hot take. you got to trade Mark Andrews right now for some draft picks. Quite frankly, you don't need him anymore. Uh, he's old, he's hurt. Lamar focuses on him too much anyway. Get some draft capital and rebuild this O-line. 
What is he, about 27, Bob? Can't be terribly old. I don't yeah. think he's you know, ancient by any stretch. You know, he you're drafted losing the same year Lamar yeah. was. Yeah. All, the only wide receiver that you can count on right now is Zay Flowers. And then, okay, I got two stud tight ends. So those are three weapons that I've got. So I'm keeping the weapons that I've got. Look at what, uh, you know, a lot of teams with two great tight Look what the Patriots did with Tom Brady. Two great tight ends. Uh, Derek in East Baltimore says, At my old age, I've learned to accept reality. The Chiefs are the champs for a reason. I could tell from the very beginning that they came to bully the bullies. Yep. And that's exactly what they did. Fans, stop with the excuses. Give KC credit. They they bullied the bullies. That's perfectly said. That first play, they bullied it. They, they were showing that, hey, you know what? We're the most physical team out here today. And they showed it. It's and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. That's going to do it for us. We're back tomorrow with Woman Crush Wednesday. Inside Access coming up here in a matter of minutes. For Nolan McGraw, Vinny Serrato, I'm Bob Haney. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the morning for now. Class dismissed. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.